0: Hey everyone, welcome to this special episode on Oscar Nominations Day. We just watched the announcement about an hour ago, and I'm so pleased to be joined by two of the greats from Awards Watch, Eric Anderson and Ryan McQuaid. Thanks so much for joining me for your first reactions.
1: Yes, good morning. Yes, and good morning to everyone. Good lord.
0: (laughs) Are we happy?
1: Oh, I'm very happy this (laughs) morning. (laughs)
2: i am awake <laughs>
1: <laughs> i hear I, you I,
2: I i can't i can't say I, I would call how i feel happy but here we are
0: i think you and i share a few thoughts about this and i'm actually going to start with and we're going to get into some historic moments and snubs and surprises when we run through the categories um But I want to start with a couple films that didn't get a lot of Oscar love this morning. And that's All of Us Strangers, May, December, Origin, and Color Purple. Eric, just quickly, what happened there?
2: Well, um, I think ultimately an extremely competitive year. And I don't think anyone can really deny that. If you look at the Best Picture Top 10, it's the exact same as the PGA Top 10. That's never happened before. And part of that is the inclusion of Anatomy of a Fall in the zone of interest because they are usually the types of movies that don't make it, you know, into PGA and, you know, pop in at best picture. But they've been doing well all season long. Something like The Color Purple has been doing terrible uh, at the guilds, and that was reflected today. Honestly, Danielle Brooks is very lucky to have that Nomination that she has, um, for all of us strangers, you oh, know, it was on the, the cusp. It was on the cusp of a lot of things, um, but uh, I, I think, I think what we saw, like in adapted screenplay, uh, "Pillars of the Flower Moon," missed there, and I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Barbie being in that category changed it a lot. Because Zone and All of the Strangers were sort of working on that last spot right. there.
0: Barbie was switched from original to adapted, yes. throwing so that, everything off kilter.
2: Yeah, and that kind of that kind of shot that down. And for Andrew Scott, I, you know he missed Bapta as well. And so I, I think him getting in into best actor was became a long shot at this point. So they went with the SAG five.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah any reflections
1: ryan well i think that a movie you know a movie like saltburn that played sporadically throughout the season well up and down i mean it had a a decent day at at um at the globes and a decent day at, at critics choice blanked at sag had a resurgence at bafta it was sort of an up and down thing for it and then you look at origin there was a late second push hello francis Fisher. Uh, for you know trying to to get that but that we talked about this last week on the show over at awards watch that that campaign for origin did not feel as focused as the riseboro campaign um, and felt very late breaking too, even more so than the than the riseboro one that felt like it came on a little quicker and was targeted specifically for a performance that was you know, specifically targeted for the film a screenplay ingenue. That's a lot uh, to then kind of focus in on at the end, um, and it's also a, a a little bit more of a tougher subject matter for probably these these um, Academy voters to swallow. And and you also have to think about this too: is that you know a movie like American Fiction is the top priority for Amazon and MGM, so that probably hurts. Saltburn's chances and then you look at uh, anatomy of a fall and the success that neon has had with that the success that they've had in general with their palm door winners um coming from Cannes, and can and
0: less for venice
1: really it, very much so very much so uh but uh that well, kind of really. hurt. that kind I, of hurt well i mean in terms poor, of the poor cor-
2: things and poor things in yes, maestro true, true. yes poor Same things in
1: maestro but i mean killers zone uh, even May, December, getting the screenplay anatomy of a fall. Like it did very well, the uh, can for itself. But, um, you know, it wasn't just origin. It was also Ferrari not getting into sound, not getting in for Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, Neon purchased Ferrari at a had a heavy price, same with origin. And it didn't work out because the more organic film that we all saw at Telluride and various other film festivals that had the pulse of the people was anatomy of a fall. And then it showed in the, in the categories.
0: Mm-hmm. why don't we go, we'll start with some categories here um f- will you follow me if we start with since you took up danielle brooks eric let's do oscar nominations for best supporting actress um what we had there was emily blunt oppenheimer danielle brooks the color purple jodie foster Nyad, america ferreira for barbie and divine divine joy Randall for the holdovers and america Ferrara, very happy about that that was a lovely inclusion if you ask me
2: yeah i think her i think her sort of kind of last minute run uh, over the last few weeks really paid off she she obviously is the focus with the the speech at the end and that you know started running circles it was huge on social media it just was sort of, like yeah, this critics is the critic's choice it, speech yeah, it's like this is this is what uh well i meant her her, her speech in the movie oh, um, oh, oh
0: sorry <laughs>
2: yeah that's it that became the central focus and the theme and and everything of what the movie's about and so yeah she's she was always like a possibility but it's it's fascinating that she got in uh where you know others from barbie missed
0: yeah Margot, that was a bit and shocking. Greta. Grand yeah. Greta. yeah, we'll get to that one. Um, anything else that surprised you here? I had the rest of them. I had predicted, and it's a first time for Emily Blunt.
1: It yes, is it, her first. Yes, it is, yes, uh, it is. So, a great performance by Emily it's Blunt. A, it's a first and for everyone except for Foster but... Nope, it's still very, uh, very good performance. Um, no, it's by, a bad performance, and it's not, horribly written. Yeah. Nope, but, it's but, not. Uh,
2: Ryan can hold that flag, and it's absolutely okay.
1: It's fine. I uh, have seen the movie seven times, and it's gotten better on each viewing. And I think that that's that's very behavior. well. It's very well. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean. Cult behavior is uh, watching all the strangers four times in theaters and, and treating yourself really, really bad because like you want to cry every single time like that. But and mm. go through that ordeal. But I'll tell you this is that it these are great nominations. I will say, though, Daniel Brooks was very, very lucky, like uh, like Eric mentioned, to get in here. I, I almost felt like she was she was on the line in America for getting in. Um, I was not surprised by it. Um, I do think, though, that there are uh, tons of other supporting acting performances from this year that definitely deserve it. I mean, Penelope Cruz was one. I do think that Rosman Pike, uh, Julianne Moore for May, December. I mean, obviously, everyone's on the Internet, even though it was never going to happen. Rachel McAdams, something like that. I mean, like, it felt weird to see Rachel McAdams do, like, the surprise SNL, like, you know, pop-up, and it's like, why didn't you do that during the voting? But anyway, um, <laughs> Ferrera made sense from, I mean, though I was trepidatious about picking her because while Eric, yes, she was the, the she's become like the message and that, that monologue has become such a big part. There also was a lot of controversy around that, too, uh, and interviews and stuff that. Um, that almost made me not want to pick it, but then there was obviously the speech at critics choice and and there were a lot of targeted specific screenings just for her in both New York and LA. So it does make sense that she got in. Um, I don't necessarily know if, if, if for me, um, uh, I would have nominated her, but I, but I definitely understand why Emily she Blunt got in.
0: all five.
1: No, I no, I would no, I would want Julianne more. Yeah, Julian. Uh, am Dece- so disappointed
0: and, about the trio of May December not getting into
1: or Juliette Bay. Binoche for for the taste of things. Like I would have loved, you know, some of those out of the box picks. Um, you know, these great perform or Claire Foy for all the strangers. If we're going to also talk about all the strangers there, like these are performances that you know I don't understand had no traction, or you know, are very some are very showy. The other ones are from previous nominees as well and uh, they didn't connect with the academy but um yeah it was a big it was a, weird to see her get in and not Margot and Greta. right let's just say that
0: Moving on to supporting actor, we had um, Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. And here I had actually taken Willem and Dominic Sessa. So I had only three. Me too. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I did not have Brown. I did not have Ruffalo because just the way way that the trajectory for both Ruffalo and and Defoe were was just odd,
1: yeah. Especially for Ruffalo because he had another competitor from his film, and Defoe was making sort of a last second, sort of um, you know, surge into the race. I mean, obviously, the performance of the year did not get nominated in Charles Milton, mm. and I'm f- forever going to be pissed at the fact that that got hope and a lot of you know love early in the season, and then just teetered uh out as the season went on i was kind of surprised that dominic sessa and honestly the holdovers didn't do better than it did but then again i'm not technically too surprised because it, the wave of the bafta nominations and the afterglow of that happened in those announcements after after the voting period had gone through for the academy and yeah there could be some crossover sometimes but uh, we saw that in director and we definitely saw that here in supporting actor where that did not carry over from bafta in what we kind of expected stayed the same and, and um sterley k brown getting in which is a wild nomination um when uh i saw it at tiff i i didn't think in my wildest dreams that he would get in but he did and uh so congrats to him
0: any thoughts eric
2: on supporting actor
0: yeah we move on?
2: um well, I mean, the only ones that really stayed the course was the triple R's, mm-hmm. you know, Robert Downey Jr., Robert De Niro, and Ryan Gosling. They got everything. They got all the precursors, and they were the only ones to get all the precursors, and they made it all the way through. And that worked out for most people uh, to get all the precursors and, and and make it through. Emily Blunt did, Daniel Brooks, Dave Joy uh, Randolph did. And then we'll get to actor and actress to see who did and who didn't, because there's only one.
0: Let's do actor then right away. So that's Bradley Cooper, Maestro, Coleman Domingo, Rustin, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction.
2: Yes, they went five for five with SAG here. Is this like there was this- no
0: surprises here, I felt.
2: No, this was this was not a surprise only because I think, you know, DiCaprio started failing and missed the two industry uh, nominations. And I think, you know, a lot of us said, okay, that's enough to drop him. And, you know, the other camp was, well, he's a big enough star. He'll be able to make it in. But nope, they went with the four actors that got all four precursors and Jeffrey Wright, who got three of of the four.
1: Yeah. I think what's interesting about Leo missing here is uh, like uh, I was telling Eric, mostly last year, if the movie had come out or was ready to come out last year, I would have think that Leo would have maybe stood a better chance. Um, These five performances have been universally loved and considered Um, By all, like you're mentioning, Eric, four, you know, they went four, went and got all the precursors. Wright just missed um, BAFTA, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was so and Leo was missing BAFTA and SAG, which is huge. But then also there is the growing sentiment about the way in which that character is utilized and and presented in that film. And I think it showed with the adapted screenplay miss as well, Mm -hmm. that there was a pushback from the voters of um, killers of the flower moon to a certain extent in the way it was adapted and the way in which Leo's character was presented. And considering that they talked about throughout this entire process, Scorsese and, and everyone about Leo's involvement in the screenplay (laughs) and in the turnaround It makes sense that his hands being on the performance and on that screenplay missing today kind of makes sense uh, in terms of the backlash that has happened behind the scenes, uh, you know, for for voters that I've talked to about Killers of the Flower Moon and and why they're a little bit lesser on the film than the juggernaut that we expected it to be uh, going into the season.
0: And he was also so generously supporting Lily. Yeah, they um, felt like he was really pushing for the Academy to see her
1: in felt a more of a producer role than right. it did an actually like push myself kind of thing. And uh, which is great because, you know, uh, you know, she deserved she deserved uh, her moment in the sun. And obviously Leo's done that um, before and had that throughout his career. But it wasn't too shy. I mean, obviously, I would have loved to see um, Andrew Scott mm. get in here. But I mean, the crap of the season will be how the hell did that performance not even landed BAFTA, yes. you know, and, and be, um, a, a performance that we could carry all the way to, you know, all of his, all of the strangers co-star like a Paul Mescal and be able to kind of champion that one all the way. And, and just, I mean, there was a lot of love for, for Killian. And there was a lot of love for Giamatti and, um, and I think that the, the sort of underdog narratives were for Wright And for, especially for Coleman Domingo, I mean, that's a, his, you know, a very historic nomination um, that, uh, that I'm very happy that he got in. Yeah. Talk um, about
0: why that's a historic nomination.
1: Well, Eric, you could speak to it uh, more that? than about what? Coleman Domingo.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, sort of building up to these nominations, uh, was the conversation that it's very difficult for an openly gay, openly LGBTQ uh, actor to get nominated for playing a gay role? Because, and there are many reasons, obviously, there are not that many out actors. You have to align uh, actor and role in a way that is super Oscar friendly. Uh, but, you know, straight actors, have been able to be nominated and win, uh, for playing K characters through for decades and decades. So the last time that it happened in best actor was Ian McKellen for gods and monsters from 1998. So this year had Coleman Domingo and Andrew Scott, both as possibilities. So I'm really glad that Domingo got in. Because if neither had, it would have been just distressing. So it's uh, it's historic. It's wonderful. I'm really really glad that. Is the same didn't for go Jodie God
0: Foster? In.
2: Um, in this is the first time she's <laughs> played yeah a lesbian, <laughs> uh, in her career, um. I'm not sure. That's a good question.
0: We'll look into that.
2: (laughs) I'll have to look into it. Um,
0: I want to ask you, Eric, too, about Bradley Cooper, because this is his 12th nomination. He's directing himself to another nomination.
2: Speaking of (laughs) LGBTQ roles.
0: Yes, speaking of LGBTQ in the other direction. Um, He wants to win, doesn't he?
1: Well, he's not. So just have twelve. He'll, he can. He's gonna have a Everybody dozen nominations. Yeah, but he wants to win desperately. But it, it ain't happening again this year, Bradley. Uh, it feels like this race is between two guys at the moment, and it's between uh, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer and uh, Paul Giamatti for uh, the holdovers. Um, now, obviously, SAG and BAFTA can change things for sure. I mean, uh, at this time. Um, last year, you know, we were, we were in a three horse race. It felt like mostly probably a two horse race, but some, some were probably still thinking Colin Farrell could win at this point. Cause we had only seen critics choice and golden globe, but it does feel with the overwhelming support of both, uh, of not just Oppenheimer, but the holdovers, uh, that uh, it seems to be those two to be the front runners for that one. So, um, and and then I don't think it's winning adapted screenplay. It's not winning picture. So um, it will feel like Bradley Cooper's got a nice dozen nominations, and uh, he's right there with Paul Thomas Anderson of just having those double digit nominations. and now and no wins, unfortunately.
0: Oh, well, he'll keep going.
1: He'll keep going. Oh, he won't stop. He's <laughs> never gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that that's a problem. I don't think no. that it's a problem wanting an Oscar. I mean, because, oh, I no. mean, just to just say it out loud, they all want the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't go to the events. Mm-hmm.
0: So, moving on to actress, um, Annette Benning, the second for NIAID here, um, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hüller for an- Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Emma Stone for Poor Things. So here we have no Margot Robbie, which surprised Mm. us all a bit.
1: (laughs) Well, not all of us. I predicted this five and got it and got five for five here. And I think the Academy went pretty much with my just reasoning, which is that because I always, when it comes to this category, I just go, well, what's the kind of laziest way that they're usually going to go about this. And it is always the biopic performances that dominate this category, the transfer, you know, the 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 based on a true story. And I felt that as much as Barbie was, a, a you know, a, a big sensation, people had been talking a lot about Gosling. They've been talking about a lot about that screenplay. And then late second surge was a lot about America Ferrera. I did not hear a lot of people talking, even though contrary to what I'm saying here, there were nominations for it. I did not hear a lot of people talking about Margo's performance. And then you you factor in at the last second during the voting, the Niaid team does the Telluride tribute in Los Angeles for Academy voters. The medallion, which is a, a, a big deal and has been for such a long time to be able to do that presentation. Uh, Sandra Huller wasn't a surprise. Obviously, Stone, Mulligan. And Lily Gladstone, even though she missed at BAFTA, those all felt very, you know, those didn't feel like surprises either. It really did feel like it came down to that one spot. And I, like I said on the show to Eric, I, I felt that if it was, I felt that it was going to just be Benning because I didn't think that Foster would be alone. And we had talked enough about that. There was the possibility that Margot Robbie would be the one where she got in everywhere and then missed. And then she did. So, um, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate because I think Robbie's really great in the film. Yeah, um, but also, too, someone like Greta Lee and then yes. Anjanou Ellis, Taylor, and, uh, you know, other actresses as well missed out on, on on the opportunity to get in. But this, I always felt, was pretty securely the five. And then when it happened, I, was, I still was kind of shocked that it did happen because – it doesn't make sense to have all the nominations for Barbie. And yet the two, I mean, they did get a nomination as producers uh, and in screenplay, but to have the director and the main actress, the titular role mm-hmm. not get <laughs> nominated uh, is quite surprising.
2: Yeah. It's what kept it getting uh double digits.
1: Yeah, right. It definitely did. Yeah. And also the, the, and also to the, the rule in the original song where, it can only get two in because it definitely would have got the third song in. I think um, so. If, if, if the rule wasn't there.
2: Yeah, I I think so. But Diane Warren still would have gotten in.
1: Oh no. (laughs) Diane Warren is like a placeholder (laughs) and we'll talk about somebody else in the original score that feels like a a placeholder as well. So yeah.
0: Lily Gladstone, a historic nomination, first native American. Um, It's amazing in this category. Um, Sandra Hüller is for both is nominated, or she's nom. Her, two of her films are nominated in Best Picture: um, yes. Zone of Interest and Anatomy of Fall. That's a couple of things there.
1: Well, anyway. Eric also, t- also too, Emma Stone being the second actress to also okay. be nominated for both Best Picture and Best Actress, and the last time that happened was the winner, which was Frances McDormand for right. No Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's only happened twice ever, and. In- It was only three years ago. It was
1: supposed to happen three times and it didn't because Marco didn't get in.
2: it, It was obviously very close to, to happening. Yeah. With, with Margot Robbie and that would have been two in a single year and that would have been pretty incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's move on to screenplays. Um, So for original, Justin Trier and Arthur Harari for Anatomy of a Fall, David Hemmingson for The Holdovers, Sammy Birch for May December, Céline Song for Past Lives, and Bradley Cooper and Josh Singer for Maestro. Um, I wasn't surprised by these, but I'm super happy about both Sammy Birch for May Mm -hmm. December and Céline Song. Otherwise, I had predicted these five. Any surprises for you?
1: I mean, we were all kind of trying to figure out: is Saltburn going to be the light breaker in here? Yeah is is that going to be the one that upsets it? But no, they didn't seem too surprising. I would say. I mean, I'm I'm so happy that Sammy Birch did get in, and yes, I'm very happy Celine Song got in as well. And then that movie wasn't uh, ignored by the Academy. I mean, when we talk about picture here I, later, I have three films. Uh, In my top four of the year that are five star films and they're in the best picture lineup. It's an incredibly strong lineup of films, probably the strongest. I've uh, in the expanded lineup for sure. There's not a bad movie in here, in my opinion. Um, you know, there's movies that I like a little bit more than others, but not one that I would consider. Uh, a bad movie I mean if Color Purple got in that was a different story But um, you know But uh, it, all these movies Are are really great and yeah these screenplays I wasn't surprised by it I know people were really like Already getting upset by the Maestro screenplay But that just that made sense It just made sense getting in And um, May December was the only Film of all the uh, Films in the screenplay Lineups to not be nominated For best picture so for that to that's, get that's a
2: bit of a that's a bit of an oscar tradition that that mm-hmm. there is a screenplay that is a sole nominee uh and yeah so i had maestro just outside i had saltburn instead uh but yeah
0: would have been nice three women
1: yes <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, at <laughs> least it at least
2: at least there is across both categories we we did go through that one year that had no women nominated and (laughs) bounced back so
1: it's also just nice to have it in the winner categories as well over the last couple years too so you know because we went a decade plus without a female winner and we potentially have at least just at least one maybe two this year um you know depending on how the race turns out
0: All right. Adapted screenplay. We talked a little bit about that. This is where um, Barbie was pushed into at the kind of last minute. Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach for Barbie, Core Jefferson for American fiction, Tony McNamara, poor things, Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer and Jonathan Glazer for the zone of interest, pushing out Eric Roth and Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, which was quite expected. What did you think about that, Eric?
2: Um, I mean... Yeah, this is I this is where I had predicted all of it, strangers, to only be able to get in here, which was I know it was a long shot. It couldn't it didn't make USC. Um so the only other option if if you were going to bump killers was the zone of interest. So this lineup is is pretty uh pretty straightforward. There's really not anything strange about it. Um what I do love, though, about both of the screenplay categories is how many couples are nominated. Yes, it's quite a bit. Because May December is
0: four couples than in, in sort of the whole.
2: Well, yeah, May December, Native yeah. Fall, and and Barbie in screenplay, and then when you get to Best Picture, uh, yes, Christopher yeah. Nolan and, and Emma. So yeah. yeah,
0: nice. See, that's how we should be working. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's it's yeah, kind of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, I love the category. I think it's good. Um, yeah, I was, I wasn't surprised by, um, I think this was one thing that BAFTA did kind of show us is that there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of, uh, fatigue or just, a uh, you know, there wasn't as much support for killers in this category and others. Um, and, uh, Zone made sense. I I do though wish it was um, all of us strangers. I wish it was. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I wish it was Origin. I mean, those are those are great films. It again, like like you said, Eric, it's such a competitive year. Um, and but these these movies just kind of made sense. And yeah, when Barbie made that move, um, it helped May, December, but it hurt probably strange. It definitely hurt Strangers, and it definitely hurt Killers of the Flower Moon.
0: Yeah, considering all the talk about the big changes made to the script for Killers, as you were talking about before, I was thinking that that would have turned out differently. But um, I'm considering what you said. Maybe that's the point.
1: I think that the, the the focus of it being about some a lot of the film's criticisms is about focusing on those on those you know De Niro and DiCaprio and the white characters and not having enough of it. Focus on Lily Gladstone, whether you like that or not, it, that depends on your enjoyment of the entire film. Um, and I think that in the writer's branch, there, there was a little bit of a pushback of, you know, it's a very popular book. So probably also, I mean, you factor in that, that probably people read it and it's different than what they expect. And I talked to critics and I talked to, you know, people that were like, I don't, I didn't get the movie that I got. I wanted, And, um, And that doesn't mean that it's, you know, technically not great or certain performances aren't good or the movie overall, you know, it won't it would get enough because it was very popular and it's won a lot of critics top prizes. Um, So it would be people's number one film and could probably get enough votes to get uh, into a best picture lineup. But whenever we're talking about adapting something and yes, I mean, people, they change uh, the text, but this one felt like. I don't know how much you really can change of this. Um, and uh, people just didn't go for it.
0: Let's move on to cinematography. Um, El Conde, Oppenheimer, Maestro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, no. and yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I had zone of interest, but I <laughs> um, I'm i very happy for Hoyte von Hoitema here. And I think mm-hmm. it's a pretty good lineup.
1: Not surprised. I mean, Ed Lockman. We we talked about this, Eric. Ed Lockman, that sneaky, sneaky devil, getting in there. Uh,
2: This is so weird. They went with the the ASC five for five, and they never they they never never do that. that. I I popped out El Conde for a zone of interest, Mm
1: -hmm. which
2: is horrifically robbed here. It is.
1: Yes. Yeah. It is. But I was, and I was kind of shocked too, because nobody was talking about outside of the the branch nobody was talking about that movie at all and but lockman is is a guy that's notoriously gotten in um uh, for with todd haynes pictures and um and it's i mean it's a good looking movie i don't like the movie but it's a good looking movie um but yeah i'm so happy for hoyta and and um and and for killers to get in here too, that's great work. Um, Are you surprised
0: I mean, Prieto got in for killers and not Barbie, or was that
1: absolutely like- not? No, that was very much expected. Um, didn't see a double nom coming either. So uh, it was the, the the in my opinion, the impressive work, the more impressive work is in killers. Um, but uh, I mean, he he had been kind of hitting everywhere for killers and not for barbie but i mean this is um yeah hoita van hoitema this could be a future oscar winner so
2: it's a neat category too as three of the five have significant or only black and white cinematography
1: too Mm -hmm. oh right yeah
0: all right hair and makeup golda maestro oppenheimer poor things and society of the snow i actually had five for five years surprisingly yeah. <laughs> what's so funny ryan golda. It's
1: golda. The golda. <laughs> the
0: golda. i told you
1: i told you didn't i eric i said that i, I know talk, i, I know. talked to members in the branch and listened and there were some members of the branch that i know that were like have you seen golda you gotta see golda like the makeup and golda and i'm like Oh shit, is gonna be a thing, huh? And uh and I mean this con this category has controversies around it because of Golda's makeup and because of Maestro's makeup. And yet it didn't matter because the the branch like what they like. And uh but society of, of the snow getting in that I think you had that one, right, Eric? You you yeah, pushed I that one. I, 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 I had that had one f-
0: too. It's the mud.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I
2: I had four <laughs> of the five. I I had I Put uh, bow is afraid in instead that's of that's what a, oh, good, that's
1: yeah, but I think that, that would have been a good The moment.
2: reason why I wasn't as high on Golda is because Maestro's age makeup is so significantly yes, ever and no, more of it. um, and so, and there's actually a lot in this because Oppenheimer has its horrifically bad old age makeup too oh no but the golden makeup is so singular oh. it's just a, a a single person um and it also looks really 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 bad it's sort of like so you know like when a, when an old woman wears like a really thick stocking <laughs> and it starts bunching up at the knee yes. speaking from speaking what, from experience that's what helen mirren's face looked like in <laughs> that makeup it is
1: horrible makeup. It's really bad. Oh my god! I love that. There's so. there's the Eric I know. Now you're waking yeah. up. Now you got your your coffee in. You. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now now I'm feisty, a little spicy. Now, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I would have loved Bo's is Afraid. That would have been great. Yeah, uh, a great nominee. An outside the box film that would have totally I would have totally supported, as opposed to one that we'll probably talk about in some other categories that I'm like. Really? We went there.
0: Oh, we went there. Good. So. Let's go to costume. Barbie, killer, of Flower of. moon, Oppenheimer, Napoleon and poor things. Get All the right, hell Brian. out of here, Na-
1: Napoleon. <laughs> <What> a bunch <laughs> of bullshit.
2: Napoleon came in strong.
1: Napoleon was <laughs> riding on Stronger that horse strong. in for it, 3 it, nominations. Got three you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding me. Like that movie is no, as, was, my wife, as my wife as my wife calls it, that movie is a poop movie. Like that thing shouldn't exist. Like that is such a, it's such a boring movie. And and if you want to talk about the technicals of it, and that Ridley Scott movies always have great techs, it's like well they didn't nominate Gucci and they didn't nominate uh, The Last Duel, which is a much better film and a much better technical film as well too. It felt so lazy. Like everything in Napoleon felt so lazy. So for the branch, for the production design and the costumes and the sound oh I mean maybe not the, the the visual effects right it was visual effects not sound for those branches to go for it I was like what are we doing here and I had a weird dream last night that some random movie was gonna get that in you Were Napoleon I no it wasn't no I wasn't Napoleon <laughs> but it was some random movie would get in and it was Napoleon after all that's that was the curveball of the day that I didn't I didn't expect coming
0: but you, you it wasn't such a curveball for you Eric seems.
1: You know, I didn't
2: predict Napoleon or the three nominations it got, which was stupid because you could see it coming. I I, I don't know.
0: You can always I, see I, Napoleon coming. I, I,
2: <laughs> I <laughs> you got to have binoculars.
1: He's super small. I was, I
2: was gonna say, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to see him, you know. True. But it's uh, I'm I can't say I'm a fan of. <laughs> its nomination any of them especially visual effects which is like honestly the funniest one um but it happened so
1: but for it to get in over something like maestro in both costume and production design because they carried over Mm -hmm. both of them like mark bridge is a a winner in this category and production design maestro is incredible too Mm -hmm. for that to be the film that replaces it i mean you know i thought you know okay maybe it's zone or maybe it's you know, maybe it's another film that we're just not thinking of. And for it to be Napoleon, like, get out of here. It's ridiculous. All right, no sound.
0: Um, oh. Here I had Ferrari, but that did not make it. We had nope. The Creator. We had Mission Impossible, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and The Zone of the Interest. Creator.
1: Crazy. The Creator. The <laughs> Creator. What the hell? I'm so happy for Zone.
0: Oh, Johnny Byrne, who I just talked to on my show, so amazing, incredible work he did here.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, don't, I don't hate the creators' nominations, but uh, this was this was definitely a a little bit on the outside of uh, mm-hmm. a surprise.
1: Yeah, I mean, Zone getting in. I mean, out there were three films this year that that had great sound, and it was Ferrari. Uh, Oppenheimer and 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 Zone and you know Oppenheimer was a, kind of a given uh but Zone was not and I was so happy that it got in uh that that I mean we all saw it at Telluride we've seen it on the big screen so we, you know it that movie is so immersive because of its sound design and it just and so it's five nominations today that is the that's actually the the best one of their nominations because that means that they actually watched the film and they 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 liked it enough because you you have to watch that movie in in and and, and, un, and you'll understand the sound design but yeah ferrari missing was a was kind of a blow and i'm surprised i'm surprised that this was another place where like um well, no barbie couldn't get in, into sound if i'm not mistaken so it was a place to yeah it was uh but i was surprised like killers are you know one of the bigger titles that yeah didn't no barbie
2: barbie here. was in
1: oh barbie was in i'm sorry I'm sh- no it was short was shortlisted, was shortlisted? A okay
2: a l- lot of people predicted it because of the musical number uh especially
1: yeah you know
0: and i mean a couple this is eric when you wrote before that this is the first couple wins for the mission impossible or first nominations, nominations
2: in the entire
0: franchise series the whole
2: franchise yep. first time and it got two
1: yeah it's yeah.
2: wild for a film that largely disappointed was a box office failure yeah it's it's shocking
1: it is i'm i'm i, I mean i'm the biggest mission impossible fan here and even i was kind of like wow really this is the one that we're finally gonna i mean because fallout felt like the one that should have and uh and and this one felt, you know, because it was a weak year for uh visual effects, that's one of those films where it's gonna get it I mean, obviously like the John Wick franchise is another one that has not had a nomination uh yet and the mm-hmm. the spectacle keeps rising up for that. So now it takes it takes Mission Possible's place as the franchise that hasn't gotten a nomination. Uh but it's, uh but yeah, for it to get the sound and, and visual effects, I was I was pleasant I was happy about it, but also like A little like okay this is this is this is the seventh film and we're finally getting to uh when that when that series has had such great production design or visual effects or sound work and it's never happened but now it does yeah it felt a little weird
0: all right moving on to production design there we have barbie killers of the flower moon napoleon again oppenheimer and four things and i was shocked that asteroid city wasn't in here but
1: really, it's like, underperformed. That's what you predicted, right, Eric?
2: I did, and I, I just posted as we were as we were talking. This is the first time that costume design and production design have gone five for five in over twenty years. Oh wow! Uh, it has. They're the exact same lineup, uh, and there's almost always they're always really similar. It's generally three out of five, four out of five, and then you get one in there that's like, here's a costume designer that, you know, was really, really loved. So they're going to get in there over somebody else. Uh, but not this year.
0: Interesting. Um, let's Er move on. Eric, are we,
1: no, I was just, I was, um, no, Eric's right about that. I thought that, Mm -hmm. I thought that in 2021, the production design and the, um, and the Costumes crossing over, but Serano got in there, I, I believe. So
2: yeah, there's, there's that happens all, and it's most it's mostly the costume design that that sort of like oh okay we we get like a one little one little tweak because it's four out of five quite a bit.
1: Yeah, that was cinematography and production design that year that that crossed over five for five there mm. with um with Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Macbeth, and West Side. So that yeah okay yeah which is, but usually it's they go hand in hand uh, a lot. Yes, uh, they, they yeah.
2: you know, technicals like that uh definitely do.
1: Yeah, just like just like uh sound and editing, you know. So. Mhm
0: All right, editing. Let's move on to that. So, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Oppenheimer, Poor Things and Killers of the Flower Moon making Fell Mushkunmacher the most nominated editor in history, right, Eric?
2: Yes, I need to get that up there cuz she was at 9. Yes, yes. So she she is now on all by herself.
0: Yay. And I so love worth them. it. So Any worth it. A on legend.
1: This one? Eric?
2: Uh this was I went 5 for 5 on this. This was actually pretty easy
1: yeah this was a pretty easy category to go for and i'm so happy for thelma um you know winner winner wise we all we all know who's winning this um this is a gin lame for uh you're just living for,
0: vicariously for, through all. these oppenheimer things.
1: i'm just i mean it was a good day it was a good day um and we all knew what's happening we all know what's happening in two months so it was but this is one this is one that's swept and and has done really well throughout the season and i expected to do well at the guilds and um but yeah i was it was it was great to see um you know to see both of them in there um, for sure
0: i had barbie i didn't have holdovers just on the power of the musical numbers things but that was wrong
1: <laughs> no i mean like i was i mean uh i i get the barbie pick um holdovers felt like holdovers felt like that one film that that is of you know every year in the cinematography or the editing category there's a movie that you're like like really that got in like the, i always call it the three billboards nomination where you're where you gets in there and you're like that that got into there you know, because um, you know, like the three billboards got into what cinematography and you're sitting there like scratching your head. So um, it's not that it's not deserved. It's just like there's something like Barbie is a much more intricate edited film. And uh, and so you would expect that to get in. But then the holdovers kind of surprises and gets in what well, it wasn't too much of a surprise. But um, it just kind of felt expected by the branch. All
0: right. Visual yeah. effects. The Creator, Godzilla minus one, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Impossible, and Napoleon again. <laughs> I mean,
2: I, I mean, yeah, we, we can we can laugh at Napoleon, you know, blowing up the pyramids because it's so horrible. It's um, <laughs> we can kind of be shocked by Mission Impossible's inclusion here uh, over other things, um, but I think. I think nothing matters other than Godzilla minus one getting. Yes, that's so great. It's one of the best nominations of the day. Also, Mm -hmm. huge historical first First time. Um, for
0: that franchise or for that
2: yeah, that
1: property yeah
2: ever ever. And there are hundreds of Godzilla films over decades and decades and
1: decades. Yeah, Eric was a big proponent of the Matthew Broderick version. Uh, many years ago um, hey, I,
2: do, I like that first I was I knew you were Don't gonna go say that
1: Roderick.
2: you did <laughs> I, that one's really funny
1: no it's, it's they have
2: a Siskel and Ebert in that movie and it's <laughs> fucking hilarious
1: um but I I, I yeah I was and that's also some of it's done on like a fraction of all these movies budgets too mm-hmm. it's done on exactly. a 15 million dollar budget and it's horrifying and terrifying actually like godzilla minus one great companion piece to oppenheimer no joke um and uh but also too when we talk about mission impossible going forward it's mission impossible dead reckoning take out the part one they just had to update that so um it's no longer a part one i'm just i I think it's silly and stupid but i have the blu-ray that says that it will always be a part one um (laughs) it's it's, (laughs) kind of weird also too like it's such a when Oppenheimer got kicked out of the category uh, on, the sh- on the long list or short list, I mean, um, it was it was kind of interesting that like where this category would go, and I think a lot of people, including myself, predicted maybe this would possibly be a place that poor things could pick up a nomination and 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 potentially a win. There is a lot of uh, you know special effects in that film, and it didn't pick that up, so that was another place where i was like hmm okay well they they'll go for napoleon but not poor things okay and i was thinking
0: society of the snow yeah uh that could have been a good one
1: yeah but nope we had to have those uh you know they were impressed by those those boats
0: i mean yeah
1: (laughs) i think you're so good because you have boats you know (laughs)
0: All right, best animated feature, The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and Robot Dreams, throwing out yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I thought had a chance, but
2: I, I, I went, went 5 for 5 on this. Yes.
1: I went four I went 4 for 5. I
0: 4 for 5 too.
1: <laughs> I didn't I didn't have I uh,
2: a little surprise actually. I did not yeah. have a lot of faith,
1: but here we are. What was the one that you that you didn't have faith in?
2: no uh robot dreams yeah i didn't that was was my that was my fifth spot so it was like uh, namona
1: was the one for me that i i didn't i didn't have in i felt that
2: yeah that was at number
1: three for me that was like it kind of was like i I don't know i haven't again it was like word of mouth and buzz and uh, i know netflix can can push a film really good in it but i just mutant ninja turtles i got in the the pga nomination i kind of just went with the pga five there and i still got four out of five but um i'm really hoping as much as i love spider-man i'm really hoping for a miyazaki upset i would love that um that would make my night um boy in the Heron is a, i love that movie um but i also love spider-man so either one of those would be a fantastic winner uh in that category um and you know what pixar congratulations that that you know that movie i have to say about elemental it's not one of my favorites of the year but that is the the persistence of a movie having box office legs and um becoming an like a a sleeper hit for a, a big sleeper hit for for pixar and then them landing in in the categories you know it's the nomination here is a big win because when it first came out, there was like, it's not getting nominated and this, you know, all this mm-hmm. different stuff. And, and so I'm um, happy for, happy for them as well. And robot dreams.
0: All right. Documentary feature film. Here was some surprises for me.
1: huge.
0: Yes. Bobby wine, the people's president, the eternal memory Four daughters to kill a tiger and 20 days in Mario pole this was I,
2: I got i got three or five of this because i'm i am bobby wine makes sense it was the international documentary association winner uh to kill a tiger was definitely really low on my list so i was a little surprised uh not surprised by the michael j fox movie getting snubbed anybody should have been able to call that instead of letting you know the the stardom factor kind of blind them on it mm-hmm but American Symphony missing
0: yeah. here how okay. did that happen and well I it had to, to be say, a, beyond um, utopia is such an incredible movie and yeah. beyond utopia i mean that, that was the big one for me i was
1: guy. i was shocked by that um i'm okay with american symphony missing um that's fine um wasn't but a big fan so
2: as, a, as a as a prediction <laughs> though it's
1: as a shocking. prediction it was on number 1 yeah it didn't yeah, make any sense it means i means Netflix went,
2: doesn't have a contender here and that's
1: Well, and I thought 32 sound, I thought 32 sounds was going to get in, um, Mm -hmm. last second. And but I did say, I will say this I know I joked about this on the Awards Watch podcast, but I was the one to bring up to kill a tiger because I kept Mm -hmm. saying, Damn, that thing is all over my Facebook ads and Instagram and everywhere. Like they targeted everywhere, it was everywhere. So, like, it wasn't, I wasn't too surprised by that, Bobby. Uh, Bobby Wine, is it right? Um, <laughs> Eric, you mentioned that on the on the show as possibly a a, a dark yeah. horse possibility. Yeah. Um, four daughters, you know, I had that input and then yeah, twenty days in miracle, which just feels like now it's going to f- possibly be the winner. Um, but oh, yeah, it, beyond
2: it definitely,
1: yeah, it definitely is. Uh, but I'm not surprised by, um, I'm never surprised by this branch. For the personal celebrity documentaries, um, you know, they, even though, yes, the last couple of years, they've, they've, it's a line, it's lined up perfectly for those. um, You can never just once you get comfortable with the documentary branch, they go, Nope, we're not doing that anymore. And I think, yeah, the Michael J Fox thing was clear after it won its Emmy and stuff, there was going to probably be like one of those, like, well, does it fit the rules? and uh and then but yeah american symphony not getting in was 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 honestly not as surprising as i but i and i should have not predicted but i did um because it was hard not to it was getting it was everywhere so um yeah just a weird category
0: all right original song um what was i made for and I'm Just Ken, both from Barbie. The Fire Inside, here we have Diane Warren's placeholder. Um, it Never Went Away, John Patiste from American Symphony, which was snubbed in in documentary. And from Killers of the Flower Moon. For some reason, that what the name of the song has fallen off here. Do you guys?
1: Waka- I think it's Wakaji. Um, I think that that's what it is. Don't quote me on that. A song from my people. Yes, a song from my, song people.
0: For my okay. people. Which was that kind was... of... That was predicted from. I had four here because I was thinking Lenny Kravitz would get in for Road yep. to Freedom and Rest. Yeah,
2: that was that's a that is a little bit of a surprise
1: snub yeah. for me. Lenny was everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean was Lenny's everywhere. Lenny. Lenny is who? <laughs> Lenny's awesome. A lot of Lenny. Um, yeah. a lot of Lenny. a whole lot of Lenny. Um, I I was I was shocked that Lenny didn't. I did not have. I went out on a on a limb and and did not uh, predict. I'm just kin to get in. I predicted loser. What? <laughs> I predicted no. I predicted the Hunger Games song to get in because of I the know. Olivia Rigo factor. It had one loser behavior uh, at one of the um, at one of the 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 songwriters right and song ly- or song lyricists um, awards. And I was like, well, that that seems like the potential spoiler, but the uh the killers of the flower moon song i was kind of right, right that one of these top five you know films or songs were not going to get in i didn't expect it also to include lenny kravitz but um but yeah the the killer song getting in was that was kind of uh, interesting um but again if the rule didn't exist dua lipa in, right, would have been in not even close so there would have been three yeah, I think I
2: think it would have I think it would have been two. Yeah, I went four out of five here. Obviously the road to freedom was a big miss, but I did have the song for my people at number
1: six because it just it felt, felt like
2: oh, okay, I could yeah, this feels right.
1: I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. Do not think gosling will perform that. So I don't like think that he that. will either. No, I don't nope.
0: think either. But someone nope. will.
1: Yeah,
2: somebody somebody will.
0: Rather, Cooper gonna, is good
2: to go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It'll be it'll be quite a moment, though, the mm-hmm. performance of the, the killer. It'll song. be the thing that oh, kicks. It
0: will. Yeah, be. the yeah.
1: killers will be. A, yeah, and then we'll all go, why isn't that winning? It'll be, you know, because <laughs> it'll be the one that makes Chris Pine cry in the room. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> all right, score. Killers of Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, um, Indiana Jones, and... <laughs> American God. fiction, which surprised me. I was thinking Mika Levy for the zone of interest, but
1: I was thinking Daniel Pemberton, who was at like yeah. every every damn that's like party.
2: The, that's the real snub here.
1: Is Spider Man? Yes. Spider Man and and the Boy and the Heron, but that was never gonna no now. no. Spider
2: Man's the real snub. No, I
1: well, saw I, a lot of I saw a lot of
2: people predicting American fiction, so its inclusion here isn't a huge surprise, but. It, um, geez, Indiana Jones, my God.
1: (laughs) But it does give off, it does give off like Rise of Skywalker vibes of like, they're just going to nominate John Williams for everything and anything until he stops making music.
2: very Diane Warren. Usually, he usually gets something on the way to this part and that did not happen for this.
1: No, but i remember even with Fablemans last year people were like is he vulnerable is he gonna get in or he's no, not he's- and he still got in so it's he's just right in in marker john williams if he does something just like diane warren you know
2: yeah but like i just said diane warren got the precursors that she needed to from the groups that she needed to that are actual members of the academy and yeah
1: but indiana I,
2: jones and dial of destiny got absolutely nothing so but this like is, i said this is, it's this is, this is john just williams. a name check
1: yeah yes. exactly that's the point it's it's yeah. john williams he's got how many nine thousand nominations now this is if, his 49th in this story 40... jesus <laughs> christ well ludwig mm-hmm.
0: will get his second oscar anyway. breath of fresh air I'm kind of surprised. I had actually predicted um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, both here and in visual effects and Mm -hmm. either of those.
1: I am am happy to say that Eric and I were on that train of all those people early in the year, just being like overly like Spider-Man across Spider-Verse is going to get everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And we were like, it's not going to happen. And it honestly went the same route as Pinocchio. Mm. It went the same way, and that's what I said it was going to happen, and it did. So for all everybody out there, say I told you so. I am just saying. I mean, if they would have, then they would have better predictions.
0: (laughs) All right, international feature: Io Capitano, Perfect Days, Society of the Snow, The Teacher's Lounge, and The Zone of Interest.
1: I was Uh, poor, tasty things. Tasty things, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that's
1: that. that's them, that's them they not
0: taking
1: anatomy of a fall. I was gonna say, th- I'm just saying, they they really look stupid this morning. The French, you yeah, gotta say that, but yeah, I mean, I was surprised 20 days in Maripol didn't get in here. They mm-hmm. was, over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, it's felt like those two brands, like the um, you know, the documentary winner or one of those films, uh, for the nominees have crossed over, in, and so I was. I was surprised that that didn't make it in. That was one of the big shockers, I think, of this category.
0: I'm so happy about The Teacher's Lounge. I think it's such a fantastic little movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. And, and of course, The Zone of Interest. um, um, Oh, The Teacher's Lounge is a good little pairing with Monster, too.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day.
0: I mean, I saw those quite in conjunction with each other, and it was really interesting because – but I was surprised. I had a, a, this little feeling that Fallen Leaves was surging towards the end, but mm. um, that didn't happen. Yep,
1: yeah, but they went with Perfect Days, mm-hmm. which well, is well. I mean, it's, it's you know they they, a they went monster. Me too.
2: They went four out of five. You know Eurocentric again. I uh, would have
1: preferred the boy in the Heron, you know they picked that, but mm. they picked the. One where the guy's cleaning toilets. So I don't know well, what to talk about. I mean, speaking of the Wenders. movies that
2: were eligible, um, yes. I'm actually a little surprised that Io Capitano mm-hmm. made it, honestly. Yeah. Italy and France have both really kind of faltered here in this category in the last few no years where they were, you know, the top two for 55 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But again, nothing from Latin America, South America, Africa. It's
1: getting ridiculous. Yeah. They've got to really have like an overhaul in this voting or something or, it, or whatnot. It's it's they, it's they do
2: it every ten years and it doesn't, it doesn't change really do yeah. much. Nope.
0: nope. All right. Before we get into the big Best Picture, let's run through the shorts, which I'm haven't. I'm going to get into those now that the nominations are out. But let me know if there's anything you think was surprising here in documentary. The ABCs of book banning was it The Barber of Little Rock, Islands in Between, The Last Repair Shop, and Nine Night Waipo. Anything?
1: Nope, N- nothing surprising there.
2: I got I got three if I'm here, and I was <clears throat> surprised that deciding vote did not make it very topical in time.
0: Um, animated short letter to a pig, 95 senses, our uniform pachyderm, and war is over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko.
1: I think that's going to be the winner.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I got three of five here as well. That's pretty commonplace,
1: though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you so get if you get three, three, three five of five in the like shorts, really good. Like, you're like <laughs> <good>. you're an <laughs> expert. <Yeah. laughs> I don't no, even I, bother with I don't even bother with the shorts. I just leave that to you. No, Eric. I'm going to like, get yeah. into
0: those now. But just to <laughs> continue there, the live action short, the last one, the After, Invincible, Night of Fortune, Red, White and Blue, and the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, which is of course Wes Anderson.
2: Hmm. I have four or five here. Oh wow! Yeah, Invincible is the only one I didn't get.
0: See, that's why you're awards watch.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I also did not take the bait that uh, Strange Way of Life was even anywhere close to getting in oh, here. Really?
0: That's the Almodovar movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, Best Picture, the nominations for this year, which I agree with Ryan, is an incredible bunch of movies. I'm not disappointed at all. American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, and The Zone of Interest, which I think we all had predicted. Any comments, any snubs, anything for this lineup of 10 this year?
1: If there was a snub, it was May, December. Uh, cause then it would have made this a perfect lineup and we could take something, I guess like American fiction or, um, I don't know, poor things, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to take out. That's the problem. It's like, they're all really good movies. Uh, they're all movies I like. Um, you know, again, I had zone of interest past lives and Oppenheimer are five star movies for me and maestro holdovers, um, Barbie, uh, anatomy of a fall, they're all ranked high for me. Uh And then like poor things and in, in American fiction are a little bit lower, but they're not like bad grades. Like this is, I could not have asked for a better lineup, but I know that it's weird. We were all trying to figure out the last couple of days. What's, what's the movie that's going to miss? Cause it's nine out of 10. It's usually nine out of 10 in the PGA. And they were like, no, we're just going to make this as simple as possible. We're going to have 10 movies and that's the movies. And I mean, it is, it's not fun for predicting wise, but when you look at the season and how it's played out, these have been the 10 movies that everyone has um, sort of gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple like the color purple had like, you know, was on and off or Saltburn, burn or um, all the strangers or may, December, but they never had uniformity around those films at every single place like the other ones did. So, um, I think it's a great lineup. Um, it's gonna and, and uh, but it, you know, and we'll see how the PGA and SAG and 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 BAFTA play out. But uh, you know, I, I I feel good about my prediction early in the year, and I'm still with it. And um, and based off of the showing today, um, it seems that we have a clear front runner, and we still have a, I think, a little bit of an identity crisis to figure out what is the film in second
0: mm-hmm eric your thoughts on the final 10
2: um i think it is a great lineup i think there isn't a bad film in the bunch um it's it's impressive that the pga 10 and best picture 10 uh have lined up for the first time ever but i think as we mentioned before generally films like anatomy of a fall and the zone of interest don't show up at pga this is where they show up Uh, so pga kind of got got the jump Mm -hmm. uh, on oscar voters and and this alignment i think just makes a lot of sense it's also the first time in history that we have three best picture nominees directed by women Mm -hmm. and that is undeniable yes Um, awesome it's fantastic
0: we should have had a greta gerwig in there oh did well, I, we didn't talk about did we director yet. We didn't talk.
1: To, no. no, we oh, didn't sorry. talk about it. We haven't,
2: it. haven't we done direct.
0: I was gonna oh,
1: bring it up. I was gonna Good. bring it up. Good. You
0: should have brought it up. I have I, all my notes here. Um, well, Christina,
1: before we do director, what yes, did you think we, of the lineup?
0: Oh, I think it's amazing. I I would have liked to see May December in there, but I'm so. Um, I think it's one of the best years I've had in, in ages. I think all of these are, you know, four or above. Some of them are real masterpieces. Um, I think it's just a really fun year in cinema from, you know, Barbenheimer and forward and some big contrast with something like Zone of Interest. So I'm very, very happy um, yeah. about that. But let's do director, of course. Let's save that for the big one. And I don't know. Could someone read those for me? Because I don't know what happened. With
1: sure. Um, yeah. uh, the nominees were uh, Justin Trey for Anatomy of a Fall. It was Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. Uh, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. And Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things.
0: And here's the biggest me snub of the night that greta didn't get in here
2: mm-hmm.
1: it is a snub it was expected at least on my end of things um be, i kept going back and forth and finally post podcast i just i told sophia and i think i told eric i was like i don't think she's gonna get in i think it'll be justine trade and i but i i expect but the and i went back to my original predictions which was i thought alexander Payne, which i Kind of got bullied into it felt like and and duped and i always thought it was gonna be i always had a feeling about yorgos but because poor things seemed like a better across the board contender but the damn bafta um you know right at the last second i was like well is that a sign and it's it wasn't and um it and, wasn't. but it was not at all it li- they lied um and uh you know and marty getting in i was worried about that too I was worried because Bafta had snubbed Gerwig and had snubbed uh Scorsese that it was like okay well one of them's missing and um yeah it 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 shows that these populist films these these more audience you know cuz yes Oppenheimer is a populist film but it's just also more academy friendly more you know I I think they're both directorial achievements there's no getting, wrong, getting around that um, but it also has shown that i was i was worried about barbie from being a genre com being from a comedy it is a comedy and uh this branch went with more directorial achievements like anatomy of a fall and definitely the zone of interest and uh and so yeah it is disappointing for sure but not entirely surprising
0: yeah we can't have too many women in this category and that's the other
1: thing it's like yeah we gotta have a bunch of dudes and there's only one spot
0: we have to all i mean i love anatomy of thought i think it's great that she's in but now are we all supposed to be so happy about that one's in there no i think only the eighth female director in history to get into this category come on people
1: ninth i think
0: Oh, ninth. ninth, okay. Anyway, oh, uh, does make it better.
2: Ninth, total, total. <laughs> no. Yeah, Jane Campion got into wise.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, also, too, I just too, think
0: what Greta Gerwig yeah. pulled off was not only a feat of, a, of you know, the movie in general, but also in terms of this year in Hollywood and all, you know, everything that Hollywood and film and culture and everything that we're going through, what she managed to pull off and getting all audiences into her movie- no, I mean everyone has gone to see this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that that was so worth um, commending her also as a director for this film. So I'm really disappointed about that.
1: No, I, I I mean it takes a global pandemic for only two women to be nominated for best director. It seems like, and <laughs> um, in in normal in normal years, uh, th- that's not the case. And it's it's um, you know obviously I think I I was I was always saying that i thought that Gerwick could get in because it is again it's so undeniable um and i always felt that justin triett was like that's a screenplay and a picture and and obviously sandra Huller, but the the branch sees it differently and yeah it's a it's a branch that they like certain things and they and the international stat has uh continued i mean three international directors in this year that's that's huge yeah. um and and you know we had our predictions episode and, and one of our contributors kevin lee was saying you know i don't know if glazer or Triad or or you know if they're all going to get in well they all got in you <laughs> know what I mean? and, and uh, it just shows that um it shows that those are also really great movies too um yeah but but you know and somebody was somebody big was going to miss i mean Payne hadn't missed at all and we kind of expected that from you know from the dga but then he got in at bafta and we're like well what does that mean so his um, first
2: bafta nomination
1: yeah exactly so it's like like is that a, a a telltale sign as well and it wasn't so um it was really interesting and yeah it'll feel weird not having greta gerwig in this category it does because it it almost just feels weird that Oppenheimer landed its director and, and its its mm-hmm. lead actor nomination and, and Barbie didn't. You no, know?
0: Eric, your thoughts on director?
1: Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> it's a good lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I think it's a great lineup. These are. Yeah, I I don't know how you ever would have thought like Scorsese would of missed here even with other places that it didn't hit I, I don't think this was ever a place that he was going to miss uh i love the glacier and j are both here um i i do wish gerwig was here there is there's just such a there's such a monumental level to it that that's you know kind of was it's like what avatar was like even though that came post titanic it was just this concept of something that was such a singular focus effort you, you 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 connect the movie with the director and its success they're inextricable from each other and so i think it's a little bit of surprise in in that I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not a, a big fan of the uh, of the Madman meme. You know, that's what the money's for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think that's exactly quite fair. It certainly isn't the case for for men. Um, but I do like the lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean the lineup. Like again, these movies are great. And what reminded me that I had forgotten this car- incredible. Category was that we do have three women directors in Best Picture, which is mm-hmm. a historic thing. And um Greta's there. And and um so that's small steps, right? I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think you can't, I mean, the there will be this growing, you know, there already is frustration online about Gerwig not getting in. I mean, Celine Song also didn't happen. Bradley Cooper didn't get in. Alexander Payne didn't get in. Um, you know, there were at times people thought was well, as you know is someone like Court Jefferson an outside chance early early in this race. So there were there were a lot of of directors that didn't get in. I mean, there were well, you, I, know, I, I get you know that, you know
0: but as as Eric was saying, it's such a monumental feat with Barbie and Well, and I no I that, there's you know, I
1: get it, but but again, uh, these these type of genre films that are not academy friendly, they they are at least consistent um, the last couple of years, like Avatar didn't get in last year and Top Gun Maverick. You know didn't get in and a bunch of people predicted that until the until the end of times even when it missed people were still like no talk this is how top gun maverick can win and that wasn't the. i mean Denis villeneuve missing for dune Mm -hmm. like these are these these genre films have been shown by this new you know director's branch to miss out it is unfortunate that greta gerwig is that is is the one that is the one to miss this year um, but they uh, sadly have been consistent with that over the last couple of years. And it is, I think, something where something populous like Barbie missing here um, is honestly, you know, at, at the benefit of something like Anatomy of a Fall and Zone of Interest. Mm-hmm. And so while those films like in, in I think in past years wouldn't get in in something like Barbie would the times have changed. And, and so, um, and yeah, I think, I think it, it reflects also that a movie like Oppenheimer can get in here and it's a populist film and it made a ton of money, but it is directed by a man and a woman makes a, a, another passion project and puts her whole heart and soul into it. And she's snubbed. And so they make the excuses. So I think that it's, I think it's, I also think just because of the heavy year that it was, Somebody was going to miss, and and like Eric said, it wasn't going to be Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's missed here before. Like a lot of people thought, she was going to late surge in for for Little Women, and so uh, yeah, it it sucks because I I love Credit Gertwick and she's been such a champion, not just for her own film, but for cinema. I mean, what she did at AFI curating those films, uh, no, nobody else did that, and and um, and I think that. You know she I think she's gonna walk home with an Oscar still and and in that movie we'll walk home with a couple and um, but it is it's telling and sad that she's not in, but again, sadly not too surprising.
0: One last staus so Marty is the oldest director ever nominated, correct Eric at eighty one?
2: Yes, and now has ten nominations, so he's the oldest living director with the most.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And if he if he makes another movie, he'll be then it will be probably the oldest and however old he is then. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, you know.
2: Yeah, there were Before a lot I, of fun cool stats today. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: there were. Before I let you go Eric, based on the nominations and everything that happened, what are you looking out for these coming months in your coverage?
2: Well, um I mean I, th- I think I think Ryan alluded to what what would the number two film be in this race if anything is going to uh, take down Oppenheimer, and you know the holdovers was clearly positioned to do that. Payne's miss in directing is a is certainly uh, a a red flag there, but I I don't know. I think we're sort of going to just be watching a march to victory <laughs> for Oppenheimer and for a, a handful of categories. I do think Best Actor is going to be a really fun race to watch. Um Supporting yeah. Actor is pretty chillian and pretty locked.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Um Supporting Actress is pretty locked. I think there's some room in Best Actress between mm-hmm. Stone and Gladstone. Um, Eh, maybe I'm not maybe. I'm not so sure, but maybe maybe. But yeah, there's I think there's room to play there. Uh, and then I think you just again alluded to possibly uh, Gerda Gerwig being able to win adapted screenplay for Barbie. I think that could very well happen too. So we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of see how it plays.
0: Ryan, you looking out for anything special after today?
1: I don't want to count, uh, you know, my chickens before they hatch. Um, but I do think that as of right now, it feels like Oppenheimer is walking in on the night with five wins under its belt. And so over the next couple of weeks, it will be interesting to see how much that number increases because I think You're it's walking in.
0: Pyramids here. It's,
1: it's, it's walking in with director, cinematography, sound, editing, and score. That's, I mean, nobody can argue that. So, what does it walk in? I mean, and Eric's like, it seems like supporting actors pretty locked up. So that's six. Does it? Does people vote? Do people vote down the ballot and give it adapted screenplay? Does Killian Murphy win? And of course, does it not stumble all the way to picture? That would be nine. That would be more than last year. So, and that and yeah, that's it, very it's unprecedented. There's
2: a pretty good chance that it, that it, that it'll, it will. It'll eclipse shoot past last year's
1: uh yeah numbers. and so um but is there enough time for something to possibly come behind does the backlash is there backlash for Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie not getting nominated does SAG Ensemble play a bigger factor into that obviously BAFTA won't because it's not nominated for best film at BAFTA and BAFTAs were a little bit lesser on um on um what do you call it on on Barbie and so it won't maybe have that contingent of the vote, but does the SAG vote carry it over? What happens at PGA? Does Oppy just win over at PGA? And is the foregone conclusion? Does it upset at SAG? Does something other than Barbie or Oppenheimer win SAG ensemble? Um, you know, because we've seen that happen before in like La La Land and Moonlight, you're something like Hidden Figures wins or Trial of Chicago Seven wins, but that doesn't mean it goes on to to win best picture. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see those things. I think actress is a three, I think it is, I think there's three actresses that can win that category, and I do think Sandra Huller is one. I think that that movie overperformed and has done really well, and I think that she has a good chance to win BAFTA because Lily Gladstone's not there. Obviously, Emma Stone's there as well. Um, I mean, sad could go Lily Gladstone. And then you've kind of have this open race, which would be once again, another chaotic best actress race. And, uh, and then, yeah, I think an actor between Paul and, um, and, and Killian. I, I would also, if, you know, I would keep an eye out in original screenplay. I know everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion that the holdovers is going to win that category, but, you know, uh, I, I would not, put it past that it's going to be that easy of a run for it uh and then yeah i mean adapted screenplay seems open and then i think it's because spider-verse is underperformed here at the academy it could it's still a little bit of a race between it and the boy and the heron Mm -hmm. so don't you know don't just i mean sequels have not done particularly well in an animated um an animated feature so uh and you know it we could want to award Miyazaki one last time, so yeah, there's something to keep in mind. And yeah, and then in, in visual effects. Good luck picking that one. Um that <laughs> one. <laughs> that's a weird. That's a weird one. So, well, I, yeah, I think we, I
2: point. think we might see Wes Anderson finally win.
1: Oh, that's true. That's, that that's, could,
2: that should probably happen.
1: If that doesn't happen, like, what are we doing? Like, it's I mean. it's about time to West for West to win. So another person that has.
0: And we're talking uh, like, about shorts here. of
1: course. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about a live action short for sure. Henry Sugar. It would be the, yeah, it would, how many nominations does Wes Anderson have? Like eight, double eight. So it would be his, his time. Otherwise it's, you know, back to the drawing board. You know?
0: Well, I always have such a good time talking to you guys. And I look forward to talking to you again about what's going to happen these coming two months. And where can everyone read everything and listen to interviews and all that?
2: Right. uh at awardswatch.com
1: yeah come on over come on over we've got that you know we've got interviews we've got reviews uh we have our two podcasts the awards watch podcast director watch as well Um uh, newsletter you can sign up for it over at awardswatch.com um yeah just all all is a lot of stuff to be doing and there's gonna be a ton of guild stuff coming up and everything so uh yeah it's a busy it's still busy times over at the so AW. much
0: great stuff, but really want to say, don't miss the Director Watch podcast, which um, is so yeah. <gasps> All right, guys, thank you so much, and until next time, bye.
2: bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture.